Welcome to Fertility Friendly Food. I'm your host, Stephanie Velarkis, accredited practicing dietitian and nutritionist and director of The Dietologist, an Australian-based practice focused on optimizing fertility through nutrition. This podcast will bring you snack-sized episodes for you to learn, grow, and be inspired by the latest research, facts, and practical lifestyle tips about eating well for optimal fertility, helping you cut through the confusion and myths to take back some of the control on your fertility journey, one bite at a time. Welcome back to yet another episode of Fertility Friendly Food, the podcast. My name is Stephanie Volakis, expert fertility dietitian and nutritionist and founder of The Dietologist and your host. I hope you have been enjoying these bite-sized yet jam-packed episodes so far in season two. Today we have Kaylee Slater, our resident dietitian here at The Dietologist, joining us yet again for an awesome episode all about preventing food allergies in your future baby, which is a pretty interesting topic. So I am keen to dive into this one together. Welcome back, Kay. Thank you, Steph. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me back to record another episode. I enjoyed the one, the last one so much, so I'm very grateful to be back again. So today we're talking about something a little different. We focus so much on preconception nutrition, what to eat to improve your eggs, implantation rates, et cetera, et cetera. But today we are spilling the beans on whether you can, in fact, prevent allergies in your future children with a focus on food, of course. Yeah. So for those who don't know what a what causes a food allergy or any allergy for that matter is basically where our immune system is recognizing something that is otherwise safe, say, for example, peanuts, for example, uh, as harmful. And it's mounting an over response of the immune system to that offending protein. Often it is a protein in food that we're having a traditional uh, immune mediated allergic response to. So there's different types of allergic responses, which I won't get into because it's just, I could talk about that for another whole hour on its own, but it's not always just anaphylaxis, although that is a very serious type of allergic reaction. Other ways that allergies can manifest can be skin rashes, itchy mouth and and so on. So there's lots of different ways that allergies can manifest. And we do know that allergies and in particular food allergies in our children are on the rise and in quite a steep fashion. So we now know that one in 10 children aged one years of, of age have a food allergy. That's that's pretty high. That's 10% of, of kids. And so this seems to be increasing at a rate of about 1% each decade, which doesn't sound like a lot. But that's one in 100 extra children every decade being diagnosed with food allergies. So Let's get stuck into what we can do about this to try and mitigate some of the risk. And I will just say a bit of a disclaimer before we go into it a bit further, but allergies is something that is a complex medical issue. It is not just about doing the right thing prior to conception and during pregnancy and it's a guarantee of 
allergy prevention. These are things to help manage risk um, and reduce risk and, and use the information and knowledge that we have and research that we have to our best ability to help support um healthier kids if we can a healthier generation of kids and maybe slow this increasing rate of food allergies in children as a generation so okay let's get into it shall we we shall thanks steph crazy to see how allergies in kids are increasing and in fact the advice around food allergies has changed over the years decades ago we were told to completely avoid potential allergens during pregnancy and during breastfeeding as well so for example mum was told not to eat peanuts at all during this time now i don't know about you but that is a long time for a peanut butter lover like myself not to have peanut butter but this also included the other allergens too so for example seafood tree nuts soy and soy products wheat, eggs, and more. If you've listened to the last season of Fertility Friendly Food and also some other episodes that we've already had this season, you will know that many of these foods are rich in all of the nutrients that we recommend you consume more of during preconception and during pregnancy as well. So we would have a little bit of a problem if we were recommending that you remove them from your diet entirely during this period. So Like Steph said, allergies are really complex. What I'm going to do is just give you some tips and discuss the literature. However, please note that these are just steps to minimize the chances, not prevent allergies entirely. So um, keep them in mind. But if your child does have a food allergy, um, please go see your doctor. So tip number one is to expose the baby to the allergens while they're in your womb. So despite what was thought in the 90s, let's leave that information completely in that era, new information to new emerging research suggests that early exposure to allergens can in fact reduce a child's susceptibility. So eating a wide variety of foods, including the common allergens that I mentioned before, has shown not only to reduce the risk of food allergies, but also other allergies. So for example, asthma and eczema. So how does this happen? Well, the maternal diet, while important, obviously, for the growth and development of your bub, also influences and shapes their immune system. Immune cells, which can be influenced by our dietary intake and nutritional status, are transferred through the placenta. So in fact, the first contact of allergens can actually occur in utero. Other research also suggests that the major food allergens, so for example, egg, wheat, and nuts, can also appear intact in the amniotic fluid. Now, this goes without saying, but if you have a food allergy yourself, do not start reintroducing these foods during pregnancy. Okay, tip number two is to continue exposing your newborn to to these allergens through breast milk if you choose to breastfeed. So firstly, if you're not breastfeeding, completely ignore this part. It doesn't matter. But if you are, let's go to the tip. So similar to that of pregnancy, what a woman eats during lactation can affect the makeup of her milk. Nutrients and proteins are transferred from mum's breast milk into the baby. A large 2009 study found that children who were regularly exposed to peanuts through their mother's breast milk had a lower incidence of peanut allergies than those who were exposed to little or no peanuts. Additionally, there's also evidence suggesting that exclusive breastfeeding can also prevent the onset of allergies as immune factors like antibodies are passed 
pass through into the breast milk and therefore into the baby. It is important to note, however, that this can also go both ways. So exposing the baby to allergens through their mother's milk can reduce their risk of developing allergies. However, if the baby does develop an allergy, then the mother's consumption of these foods, if she's breastfeeding, will also obviously transfer into the milk and then lead to allergic actions in the baby. So in these instances, like I said before as well, it's very important to go see your doctor. There's a lot more information about breastfeeding and food sensitivities and food allergies on the Australian Breastfeeding Association website, which we will link in the show notes for you. So Steph, how about you present our last tip? So I would love to chat you through this last tip. So for those of you who don't actually know, but before I became a fertility and preconception and pregnancy dietitian, I actually worked in pediatrics for quite a few years. So I used to chat with mums with their bubs all about introducing allergens with solids. So the advice changes quite a lot um, and has changed a lot probably since you were a baby or even if you're a mum to multiple children, potentially even since you had your last bub. But it is important to try and introduce the major allergens to your baby in a safe form. So obviously don't give them a whole peanut or a whole almond. It would be smooth peanut butter or smooth almond butter um, around six months and before eight months and some allergens are even before 12 months. Now, this advice changes a lot, which is why I'm being kind of vague because I don't want this podcast to be heard in two years' time and be out of date and and take this advice as gospel. So I will leave a link to ASCIA, which is the um, kind of main body around allergies and immunological conditions that talks about introducing allergens with solids. But just bear in mind, you don't want to be fearful of avoiding these in this window of your child being exposed to new foods um, in general. And certainly you want to make sure that it's in a safe format for your child to consume so they don't obviously not a choking hazard and so on. And the other thing that I will say for very anxious parents or parents that have children with allergies, um, other siblings or they themselves have an allergy and they're very concerned about it, is number one, try and introduce the food that you suspect that your child might react to uh, earlier in the day and not before a nap or a sleep so that if they do start having an allergic reaction, they're not in bed and um, unsupervised. So that's all in their cot unsupervised. That's that's the first tip. If you've, if you've got a very, very high risk infant, so a child that has got a very high probability of having a food allergy because it's been flagged by either your doctor or pediatrician or due to family history, can even do um, the first exposure in your doctor's office in the scenario that your child does have a significant allergic reaction, you can have immediate medical care. So, I mean, those are not, I would say, everyday circumstances, but it is important to note that you know, at the end of the day, seeing your child experience an allergic reaction of any kind is quite distressing as a parent. And so I do understand that you want to keep your bub safe as much as possible, but we can't shield them from these foods entirely. It is important that you introduce it into their diet. Another just really brief point I want to raise as well on that note is 
be aware of the process of sensitization when it comes to your infant. So sensitization is when you are being exposed to the food, not directly, indirectly, usually through a breakage in the skin. So if your baby's got eczema or some dry skin, if you're using creams or oils or soaps or lotions or any skin-based product, for example, and rubbing it into baby, and it's got one of those allergens in it, you could potentially be training the immune system in not the best way in preparation for then the next exposure, which will lead to then the allergic reaction, which is in a process called sensitization. It's a very, it's a bit of a complex topic, but just bear that in mind. The top allergens, which are cow's milk, wheat, egg, soy, wheat, seafood, like shellfish, fish, sesame, tree nuts, peanuts, and lupin, they're the top allergens. Those ones you want to make sure are not in those kind of baby care products. They should be on label, so check that out. So that's what I would have to say for those who are new mums or mums-to-be and you're thinking about this or you're anxious about food allergies, um, have a look at the Ask Your website for introduction of solid advice and just be aware of sensitization in skin products in particular. So I will be sure to link all those resources that we mentioned throughout the podcast down below. And if you would like to focus on food allergy risk reduction in your pregnancy um, or in preconception, this is something that's on your mind. This is something that we weave into our standard care at the dietologist. So if you would like to get in touch with either one of us for a chat, do so. I will leave the details linked for you again in the show notes below. That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks again, Kay, for jumping in on this one. It's been fabulous to have you. And for those listening, don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts and share with your partner, friends or family so we can get into even more ears with this evidence-based and scientific nutrition information about fertility, pregnancy and new mums too. Until next episode, everyone. Bye.